welcome to another episode of Nurse Marketing, the business of nursing. And I have with us our next guest, Mary. And Mary, I crossed paths with Mary online, and um, I'm just going to share a little bit of her background. She's been a registered nurse since 2006. She graduated from Shepherd University in West Virginia and spent the majority of her career working in cancer care. She has a master's of science in herbal medicine and will complete her master's in nursing leadership in 2020. Oh, this year. Awesome. She will have received coaching training through Wisdom of the Whole Coaching Academy and is a certified life coach with the Life Coach School. She's the owner of the Burnout Ward and offers an exclusive coaching program for nurses struggling with deep burnout. So thank you so much for joining us, Mary. Thank you so much. I know that was quite a mouthful, right? Yeah, no, it was, it was perfect. It's like some people, yeah, no, yours is perfect. Um, so, well, anyway, keep moving on. So there's a story behind, you know, how you got to what you're doing today. You know, humans were fortunately multidimensional, multi-passionate. So as it relates to the burnout ward, how did you end up doing what you do? So my story started back in 2014. I actually had severe burnout at that point in my career. And what ended up happening was I felt really alone. And I spent two years afterwards just basically trying to figure things out. I quit the job that I had sort of hit my burnout in. And then basically was like, I'll just do two per diem jobs and hope I figure something out. And so I did that and I was doing all the self-care things. But I just felt so alone and like I couldn't really find people to really talk to about it. And then finally I got, I hired my first life coach in about 2017 and she helped me start to realize how my brain basically was not working with me at all and how I was making everything harder because I was taking all the stuff that had happened from my burnout and trying to like move on in a new career. But I still almost had like all this emotional baggage and aftershocks from it. And what ended up happening is I had a huge transformation in my career. I became someone that was really grounded. I built a very strong um, navigational program. I was, I actually received a very prestigious award within my company and I did not believe that burnout recovery like was really possible. And I remember being in that point in 2014 and being like, I really wish I had someone that would have held my hand and helped me a bit. So I wasn't just walking on my own trying to figure things out because it's such a hard time to be in and it's such a vulnerable time. It, you really need someone that's been there that really can speak to it. And so I wanted to give that gift back to nurses that my coach gave to me. Hmm. So tell me more about that. I'm a believer of coaches. I've had multiple coaches for various things over a period of years. What made you decide to reach out for a life coach? Because lots of people feel like they're in burnout. They feel overwhelmed. They feel like there's no one that they can talk to and blah, blah, blah. And they sit there with that. What made you, like, how did you know that life coaching was even a thing and that that's what you needed? Well, (laughs) I actually didn't really understand what a life coach was. What happened was I had actually moved into a job that I was really excited about, but dealing with all this anxiety and fear that I was going to fail, that they're going to start being angry at me and just want to fire me or just let me, or that I was just a bad fit. And there was, everyone was saying I was doing a great job, but I was actually like going on the up and up and I was like, man, I don't want to screw this up. I actually want this to really work. And I started listening to podcasts, self-help podcasts, and I found my life coach there. And I remember the morning when she basically 
like you ever had just like you've worked with coaches it's just like the most little minuscule piece of wisdom that made you're just like why didn't I think about this this is so easy yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. basically what she offered to me I'm like you know I don't have to go to work feeling like I have to protect myself every day and I as I was doing for the several for the past several years and that changed everything I got to take my armor off and just show up and honestly like I've had a coach since that time period Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was incredible. And I'm going to break down why (laughs) that was so incredible. So, you know, listeners, for those of you who are coaches and are thinking about how you need to get the word out about what it is that you do, podcasts are an amazing medium to do that. I talk about this all the time, being a guest on other people's podcasts. Mary, actually, she's a testimony that that works. You know, you might think about, you know, the medium is like you're literally inside of the ears of your best buyer, right? And so you're there inside the ears of your best buyer, and it's a wonderful way to start a relationship with you. And I love what your coach did. She gave you a vision of how it could be easy, right? Right. Is that what I'm hearing? Go ahead. Yeah, it totally was. Well, what I would sort of like to offer, it's sort of like when you're in that dark place of burnout, and you're just, your world sort of becomes really small, and you're just looking there, looking for some way to make sense of things and your friends, they're somewhat helpful, but usually they're like, you know, they're like, they're basically help. They're not really the best people to look at things more objectively. And this was a person that had everything I wanted to be. She was, she's happy. She's successful. She's brave. And I was like, I want to be you. And as opposed to like me trying to figure out on my own how to be her, as you said, like being in there, like having them in your ear and be like, Let's sort of look at what you're doing and see what we can pivot to get you where you want to go. Mm. Oh, I love that. In the show notes, if you're comfortable, don't have to answer totally. me. I, I love, I love to know the name, you know, like later if you don't, but if, if yeah, if you can give me the link. Sure. I'll, yeah. yeah, I'm happy to share. So I went, so Brooke Castillo was my first um, coach. I went through her self-coaching scholars, which, and basically I went from that and basically went straight through her program to become a certified life coach. Okay. Awesome. 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 So what problem would you say you solved and how is that unique? Cause you know, we know that there's tons of coaches out there, tons of life coaches and especially nurses. They want to know like, how can they add benefit to a situation? Nurses were already used to being one of millions. <laughs> so as we're thinking about our next chapter, we're just, you know, wanting to think about how to stand out. So yeah. Tell us about like, what's unique about what you do. So I don't really, I approach um, burnout in a very different way. I think that a lot of people, I don't really go into it with saying you need to get meditation, you need to relax more, you need to take vacations, you need to like do all this stuff. Because the reality is I was doing all that stuff when I was in burnout. I was getting massages once a week. I was drinking very fancy wine from Napa Valley. Like as I lived in San Francisco, so there are wine bars on every corner after work was doing those things. But the thing was, I was so deeply miserable inside and that was not going to shift no matter what I did with, you know, like all the other actions, like doing self-care and doing those pieces. I really needed to work on other parts of myself outside of self-care. I needed to really work for me personally was on my self-love because Mm -hmm. I really did not view myself as having or offering value to other people. And so that's sort of how I work with my clients is I don't just simply say like, let's focus on self-care. I actually have four domains that I work with them because I think there's people that have other issues than self-care. 
I love that. So because we hear that all of the time, that word kicked around in the nursing profession, self-care, self-care, self-care. And you're right. Lots of us think we are doing self-care. Hey, I get my nails done once a week. And like you said, I do this, but that's not healing me. That's not, you know, really, that's not helping. And go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I'm totally exactly what you're saying. Like, if you are in a place where there's another area, like your purpose is really like, you don't really have a strong why of what you're doing. Like you can do all the self-care in the world, but it's still, you're going to have a vacuum in that part of yourself. Mm. And like you said, like how you felt too, when you're in that place, you felt like, you know, yes, your nails are pretty and, you know, you just had wine and, you know, you just Netflixed. However, you still feel like you have to put armor on and protect yourself as you go in to work. That's totally what it's like. And I think that a lot of ways telling, I see this a lot and I don't know if it's because women are sort of giving advice, but it's always chocolate wine, take a bubble bath or massage. And I think that's really thoughtful, but if that's all you needed, then I would never have been in burnout. Wow. That's a quotable. If that's all you needed, I'll never be. And I'm like also taking notes as you're talking. So this, it's all is, good. this is good. And I should have, I always say this, I need to like have like an official like housekeeping list telling people to like, get a pen and paper, but grab a pen and paper because Mary is sharing amazing gems right now. So what would you say if people continue on in this state of deep burnout and don't really have this problem resolved, what's at stake there if people do that? There's so much of fate at stake if you're basically someone that's just like, I'm just going to keep pushing through. And I see a lot of us do that. And I've been totally there. Like, I'm not going to be little Miss Angelic. I've been there. Like, I'm just going to push through and keep pushing through. And there's a difference between pushing through for something worthwhile. Like, for instance, maybe I'm pushing through because I'm going to be completing my master's and I want to stay here so that way I can get that done. And then this is my next step. As opposed to basically almost like staying, putting yourself in a situation that you are, was it cutting off your nose to spite your face in a way? Have you heard that quote before? I, have. I love that quote. I don't know why. I just think it's so funny. Uh-huh. But um, seriously, like there's a level of, are you take, are you cutting off parts of yourself to basically be alive? And is it worth it? And that's what I see with burnout. Like I have worked with so many nurses that have been in deep burnout and they have basically just stayed where they are and they were afraid to leave. And they basically spent this life in this place of fear as opposed to being like, I want to move. I want to make something amazing happen. And I think I've been very blessed. My home entire background has been cancer care. So I have had a closer relationship with death than other nursing profession. Like that is just reality for some of my patients and what they're facing. And so we talk about what their regrets are and what the things that they wish that they would have done were. And a lot of them, you'd be, I mean, like there's a lot of times that that is their big regret that they didn't take those chances. Like that's just not stuff people say that are inspirational. Like this is stuff that's really regretting. Yeah. It's the real truth. Wow. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to be there? Because Mm -hmm. you're not guaranteed tomorrow like basically sacrificing your big, a big dream or basically like you spent another day in a job you hated. Mm, Wow. So tell me like what's on the other side of working with you, you know, think about your client testimonials, you know, people who've, you've taken, you know, taken through this process, you showed them, you know, the other side and guided them through what does the other side look like? What stands out? Like what's your best customer testimonial? What are some of the things if we were to go to your website, 
you know, we'd see people have said about what's on the other side for them. Oh my goodness. I'm like, I mean, like so many of them come to mind this past year. I don't even know where to start. Honestly, like I have a script to people. It's like, you know how burnout, burnout doesn't just stay in your job. It goes everywhere. It's a mess when it goes. It's just like spilling a can of paint. It gets everywhere. And when I think about a lot of my clients, like it wasn't just impacting their jobs. Like, yes, some of them even had left jobs and gone to new roles, but they were basically hope, like so, still so bitter and angry about what was happening. And then they were trying to like make up for some of their bitter and angry anger that they had with their last job by um, either they were trying, they would be like spending more time on the patients and like work over 80 hours a week and not have good boundaries. And one of them actually had changes with their relationship with their daughter. They actually were, had this, they wouldn't talk to their boss about what their goals were. So she was, this person was looking at becoming a palliative navigator and helping people that needed palliative support as a navigator, she spoke to her boss about that. And a lot of us don't think we can actually talk to our managers about about changing our roles a little bit or like bringing parts in it, but we really can. It's just that we need to be able to know how to have that conversation and how to have a clear plan and how to get there. Um, another one of my clients, she was moving into a new role where she would be doing more public speaking, like in a um, meeting style. And we worked on our confidence so that way she could show up more with her more as like, I'm a strong woman. I deserve it to be at the table because she was going to be among more of the physicians and the um, administrative staff. And for some people that can be really intimidating. So those are just two. I mean, like Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people though, that they found their new jobs and then they also worked on other things that because of the burnout that they had, that they didn't see how it had impacted their whole relationships, but they worked on healing their relationships with their partners with their children, as I mentioned earlier, and even with their friends. Awesome. And folks, I want you to also just, you know, think about, again, humans, we're multidimensional. We are not compartmentalized at all. And when we're going through, you know, burnout or stuff, there's a ripple effect. Everybody knows we're burned out. <laughs> it's not, you typically, you know, isn't like a secret that only we know, typically. And so when that's worked on and that's healed, you know, you're hearing Mary saying that people um, are finding new jobs, they're getting new confidence when they're presenting, they're healing relationships with all these other people. It's also something of interest to note that the divorce, I don't want to, you know, I'll link to the article because I don't want to make stuff up, but the divorce rate among certain specialties is like pretty high. Really? And, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will, I will link to it if I find it, if I find it and if it's true, you'll see it in the show notes. Otherwise, pretend I didn't say this, but this stress, you know, and how do we deal with it? You know, who gets it? You know, who's, I don't want to use the term kick the dog when we go home, but who is seeing different things we may not even see that we're putting out. So thank you so much for sharing just the various ways that folks, the benefits that people can see. Yeah. Um, let me see. So related to, oh, okay. So something that I really, you kind of mentioned it, it was interesting. A nurse, who was dealing with burned out, she reached out to you and you also helped her to gain confidence in her role that she was going to be doing more speaking and presenting. I personally love to fight obscurity. I believe obscurity is a disease and I want to help more nurses to be seen as a pivotal player who's part of important conversations. So let's talk like actionable tips. What would you say to somebody who is starting a new chapter or is pivoting in some way 
what would you say to them to give them some sort of encouragement to show up for themselves in a different way? I think one of the big causes of of obscurity is having a level of deficit in your self-love and how you view yourself in self-value. If I were going to look at the resiliency and what makes people really show up in a powerful place, it's like, how do you view yourself? And one of the things that I think is a very powerful statement that I use for myself is whenever I'm in that place where I feel like I'm not able to, like that I'm smaller or I don't. I'm not bringing enough value. I'm always telling myself I am enough and I deserve this because the thing is you do deserve to have amazing things happen to you and you are enough. No matter where you are in your life, you are enough and you can just decide that. Wow. And you can just decide that. Okay. I have to pause. I wish I could like pause this and just let that marinate, but goodness (laughs) gracious, that is, can you say that again? Which part? <laughs> I am enough. Yeah, like, so you deserve to have amazing things happen to you. Yeah, and, and you can just decide it. I'm going to share with you my story about where that I'm hoping will be a place of inspiration for your listeners. But this really was what changed everything for me. I remember it was in November 2017. I was getting ready for work and like getting my makeup on and listening to a podcast from Brooke Castillo. And she said something along the lines of, what if you just decided that everyone likes you? And that everything's going to be great. How would you show up in life? What would you do differently? And it made me pause. Like I, I'm like even emotional just thinking about being in that place. But I had spent all my life feeling like I needed other people to tell me what I deserved, what I could be, what I could have in my life. And that those words were the first words that actually reminded me that, and it's the simplest thing that you deserve the amazing things in your life. Your ancestors worked to get you to where you are right now. And they basically, you are the most, you are just like the valuable piece of this ancient lineage of people that have tried and went through amazing hardships. Mm. You deserve to have amazing things and you can decide that you have, that you deserve to have them. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. So many nurses, especially nurses, we are, from nursing school have been traumatized (laughs) into thinking traumatized. I I don't don't know any other word. Traumatized into thinking that we need permission to literally we need permission to use the bathroom and drink water. Yes. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I have lots of thoughts about nursing school. I feel like there is and I feel like there's a lot of nurses, nursing schools that there should be some reform. And I don't believe that telling somebody that you're going, you need to, you need to be careful or you're going to kill somebody and you need to be more humble and you need to be more like, you need to be more like this. You need to be in this box is helpful. I don't think Florence Nightingale was in a box. This lady was in like Victorian England, basically like, I want to go hang out in the Crimea Peninsula for a while with a bunch of dudes and try to fix hospital systems. There was nothing about her that was in a box. And so I don't know where suddenly we were like, we need to be patient, kind, and sweet, and have a pretty smile. These are some of the things I read about what makes a good nurse. I just was just like, I can't believe these are things we tell people that have really went through to pursue a profession. That you need to be sweet and kind and loving. Like, no, you can, you are a healing presence. You do not need to be any different personality. We need you as you are. 
Because if you're trying to be someone else, you're going to burn yourself out in the process. Amen, sister, to that. And Nothing. high five. Like, yeah. we are survivors of nursing yes. school. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. I left you hanging, but audio. I got you. It's all good. We're doing it. <laughs> oh, goodness. I tell you. All right. It's, it's interesting. So I feel like that could be like a whole other like, podcast. Let me refocus myself. It's all good. This is good so, stuff. You got the best questions. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Talking about, okay, so... So, so re, re, reorienting and going back. So let's make, let's, so a lot of people, again, who are listening to this, they're thinking about pivoting, they're wanting to do something else. Some of them are thinking about even starting their own business. So what would, like, do you mind sharing, like, how you brought in, how you bring in your first clients, your new clients? Um, again, you know, as you well know, we didn't go to school for marketing and Amen blah, blah, blah. That is like my biggest complaint about nursing school as well. And then I'll move on to this question is that we have no business skills, but healthcare is a business. So it's like, we don't even speak the same language as anybody else. Like we need more staff. And they're like, okay. And you're like, wait. (laughs) So, but anyway, yeah, like I don't, we're not really taught about how to really get out there and meet people. And I don't know about you, but when I sort of got out of I don't know why my brain thinks that thought this up. My my brain had this idea like I'm going to be a coach and everybody's just going to line up around the door and it's just going to take off right away because I am amazing. And (laughs) it didn't go like that. Like it is work. And like in the beginning, there's a level of hustle in there. Like you have to get out there and meet people and really like talk to them about what you do and not be afraid to basically like, as opposed to saying like, I'm a nurse, like being able to say like, I'm a certified coach or I am, I own this business. Now, if your nurse entrepreneurship business is like surrounded by you being a nurse, that's a different conversation. But like for me, I mean, I'm like, I am a, I am a nurse burnout coach. That's what I do. That's why I tell people first. And because that is what I am trying to sell them on. So really getting comfortable and being able to put yourself out there and there's being okay with honestly, people saying no, people not getting what you're doing and even haters like they're out there. Yes. Yes, they are. And, and key to dealing with all of that, I feel, or I know is having, you know, confidence, you know, definitely having confidence and knowing that you have something to offer and knowing that you have something of value to offer to somebody else. Because when you are sure of that yourself, you aren't going to be beating around the bush with having those conversations. Yes. So just another reason why, and it's interesting you may not always see this for those who are thinking about having like their own business coaching is you need to have coaching because you're literally going into a place that you've obviously never been before and you're not sure you don't know what exercises to do. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I switched to like a, a, a athletic coach. So like an athletic, you don't know what exercises to do. You know what stretches you need to do to get to where you, you know, whatever record you want to be or something like that. And so a coach knows what stretches you need to do, knows what exercises will help get you to where you want to be faster, quicker. And say you do pull something or it didn't go right or that conversation didn't go how you wanted it to go. A, a great coach will also know how to how to recover. You know, oh, yeah. you need to wrap it up like this and put ice on it like that. And go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, like what you're saying is totally right. And also, I think that you're going to, if you're going to ask people to pay you to be a coach, but you've never paid someone to coach you, (laughs) like, I want you, I mean, like you, even if you've been an amazing nurse for a long time, that's kudos for you for that. But there's a level of 
we always have places to grow and don't be fooled. Like you can definitely work on your business on your own. It's basically an uphill battle though. If you've not really been in the marketing or the sales arena, like it's like a lot of learning. And honestly, I do hold, I am glad that I've always paid for coaching because if I had not, I wouldn't, I don't feel like I would be completely in my authenticity. I guess that's the word I want to use. Maybe we're going to go with that word, but I, I mean, like it wouldn't, I mean, like I'm still a, I'm still a work in progress. Like just because I am more confident at doing certain things doesn't mean that I don't have the voice in the back of my brain saying, you're going to fail. You suck. Like I have my like inner mean girl that I have to work with a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, knowing that I have someone else in my corner that's not in my brain is like, I need it. Yes. And we, and we all do. I mean, that's, and I think that's the beautiful thing about the whole coaching industry is like, I feel every single person needs a coach. Every mm-hmm. single person needs a coach and coaches have coaches. It's like my, that's another thing. It's like, so maybe that, maybe I'll make a I may make a freebie about that, what to look for in a coach. But the number one thing to look for in a coach is do they have coaches? I had a sales coach. I invested in sales school and she was the one, the mantra she introduced to my life that was absolutely amazing and life-changing was what if it can be easy? Lot similar to what yours said. I love that one. Yeah. Like what if it could be easy? And she also like introduced the concept to me is like, what if you're addicted to, is it possible that you could possibly be addicted to struggle? We all know about addictions. We, we all oh, know. That's in my wheelhouse of what I work with with my nurses, honestly. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, it's just like, well, this is how we've done it. So we're going to keep doing it this way. And it's got to be hard. And it's got to be miserable. Wow. And wow. I don't know where the rules came from. But our brain's like, this has to be hard. This has to be miserable. And I have to struggle. So if I, it's not a struggle, it's not right. And it has to be something that's complex that I don't know. That's the other thing. <laughs> So someone else has, everyone else has the answer, but me. And it's so interesting how you see that show up. It's like, I'm in like so many nursing communities, you know, a lot of them are interested in business and because everyone else has the answer, they ask like so many, it's like so many questions that they ask, like regarding like brand colors, just things that don't even really matter, you know, like, so what do you think about this logo or that logo or that? And I see the same person asking the question on like 12 different groups and it's like, that's just interesting, but it's, I, I've been there too, before I realized that, oh, that's not what people actually do to want to move forward. They make a decision, test it out and then pivot later, but they take action and they move forward. But, but yeah, like so many folks, it's like, we need to, and also another reason that we need to have coaches is that, especially related to business is we are so quick to give people money who seem to know more than us. Yes. Yes, it's like the, con- there's a term for it one of my coaches use. It's basically where you're like in this content, like you're in just in, consu- you're a consumer and you're still in that consumer mind versus movie switching over to the entrepreneur business mind where you like, you actually sort of filter through and sort of put limits. I did that my first year, so I'm not going to, I'm totally that girl. Me too. No, I, I, I have like <laughs> I all the so much money. I know I have all the webinars so, and freebies and the PDFs that they ever made. I've oh my them. Lord. Yeah. Or like, yes, I'll sign up because you're, what is it? Cause here's the thing. The more you learn about marketing, the more you start picking up one stuff. Like, um, you know, we're, I forget the term, you know, where it's like that limited time offer, but there's a term for it where people put like urgency, they create urgency. Thank you. I'm like, I don't know why I can't think of this word, but yeah. And they're like, Oh, I have to buy, but that's, 
you know, these are beginner mistakes. But the thing is, like, when you're used to being a consumer versus someone that create a creator, like, it's a mindset switch. It really is. And I mean, like, it, this is where it's good to find a good coach. And I think you could you point out a good part about someone that has a coach. But another thing for me is like, do they have what I want? Legitimately. Now, now, like, I don't mean to smoke and mirrors, but I'm like, do they actually have what I want? Hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, you know, again, listeners, pay attention to that because when I first started in the digital marketing world for real, for real, for whatever reason, the people that were coming on my radar were young 20 something single guys. Right. Yeah, went for Tony Robinson's like, <laughs> training. You're like, Mm. Yeah, yeah. And like, the, I don't think you're in alignment with my goals. <laughs> yeah, it's like they were saying, you know, like all these things need to do, and they are here, they are there, they are blah 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 blah. And it's like I am like a woman who's been married for ten years, <laughs> first of all, and it's like I can't necessarily be on a plane going to this mastermind and that mastermind, and you know, blah blah blah. And it, it was just I was just following. It was just interesting who I was following, and then I realized that was not the thing to do. And then, like you said, you know, does that young single 20 something year old have the life that I want for myself? Yeah. It's like, nope. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, you know, like, if I can share like my current coach that I've hired recently, like what she has that I want to, she has built a strong, big community of people organically, mostly organically. And I'm like, how in the world do you do that? And so she's been like, that's the coach that I've hired for right now. And the thing is, I mean, there's times that you graduate. This is not like someone you have to be married to forever. True, this true. is not like a long, I mean, there are people that you're like, you're my mentor for life. Like I've, I've had people in my nursing career that they are my mentors for life and they still inspire me now once past one, but I mean, like she's still a part of my story, but yeah, I mean, like you can, you don't have, you can basically you know, like why you find someone like with what you need and then go after that. And then once you're like, okay, I'm past this point, you can work on another thing. This is not like a lifelong connection if you don't want it to be. Sounds good. And then just one last thing. I love how you said they had what you wanted in terms of business or whatever you were seeking coaching for. They have what you want in terms of whatever you're seeking coaching for, for that person. You know, you wanted a strong, organically built community know for for my listeners want you to just pay attention to the fact know what it is that you want you know do you want a large community is that important is a ton of sales important to you you know did you want a large community that's built organically is that important do you want a large community that's built via ads do you want to give a whole bunch of money to zuckerberg do you just want to do that if you want to do that that's fine look for a coach who you know got a huge audience by paying zuckerberg a whole bunch of money I think you can tell how I feel about that, but, um, you know, yeah, be well, but there's like a variety of ways to get to the same end point. Just know what your desired end result is. And that really does help, Mm -hmm. you know, speed things along. So talking about best practices and such, I always say Apple partners with Nike, Starbucks didn't decide they need to start figuring out how to make great tea. They partnered with Tavana. So tell me about collaborations. What have been your best strategic partners? So I am still learning that I'm, I basically, um, have found, I do honestly, like one thing I've been really working with is connecting with other nurses 
because that is my marketplace. Those are the people I'm, I, those are my people. That's my community that I serve. For instance, I have another coach named um, Charmaine Platon, who's going to be coming on with the sugar-free self-care. She's a sugar's cravings coach, and she's going to be coming in and giving a presentation to my people. That's one thing that I, that's sort of how I'm creating those collaborations and like sharing. And because I do think you need to have like that spider web of people, like you can't, be the lone person you need to like be connecting with other people. I mean, it's just gonna be so much harder. Mm. So um, yeah, like I'm basically I'm slowly starting to make more and more connections right now. Awesome. Awesome. And, and and for, for the listeners talking about, you know, folks who are, you know, building their audience and they seem to do it quickly, pay attention to the Marie Forleo's pay attention to the Amy Porterfield's, the Jeff Walker's, they do nothing but collaborations you know, they're always there supporting one another's launches and they even have, I know, I want to say Jeff Walker or somebody, they have leaderboards out there. Like Amy Porterfield is always like the top affiliate for, I don't want to say always, I don't know, but she's one of the top affiliates for like Marie Forleo. So I don't want any of the listeners to think that they have to build their organic audience by themselves because no one literally is doing that. <laughs> All the people out there are literally partnering with one another and they're um, exchanging email lists and sharing one another's audiences. So don't feel like you have to do it alone. Right. I heard some really good advice about this. Like you can either grow your rice field or else you can go to the store and get rice. Hmm. Wow. Well, there you have it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, okay, cool. I want to write that down. Grow your yeah, rice When field. I heard that, I'm like, that's like, it's sort of like, it takes like how have you organic? Like it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. I do think you do need to make sort of a, sort of an organic connection to business partners and people like that. But definitely with like some of the stuff, like you can, it is good to sort of figure out what people are going to be the best to work with to help you versus like, especially if you're doing this and still working a full-time job, I'm doing that right now. I'm finishing up my master's degree. So I have to be very intentional about my time and what I'm doing. Amazing. And again, nurses, because you guys are subject matter experts in healthcare. Oh my goodness. There's so many people out there who they don't have that. They don't have that. And you can you imagine if you could bring to them that credential and say, Hey, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And this is my partner who is expert in this. They would love to introduce you to their audience. So that is a real thing. If you want to read more about that, it's called JV partnerships or JV webinars. Um, it's not as serious as giving someone part of your business. It can be as simple as just showing up together on a Facebook live or let me see there's affiliate partnerships, you know, feel free to Google all those terms. In fact, I have a video. Let me just write a note to myself called the dream 100 and I will leave that video in the notes. So one of the main things that I really want this podcast this series to do is to help people start their next chapter with grace, ease, and flow. What mm. other suggestions do you have about rebuilding a professional network and or audience? Because again, nurses, we, we don't really have a lot of time to network. You know, after we finish our shift, we aren't necessarily going to happy hour and connecting with other people. So what do you, what suggestions, if any, do you have? Hmm, I'm thinking about that one. That's a very good question. You mentioned something in your answers about like being vulnerable. Yeah, like that's where I was going with that. But I think there's a level for a lot of people. It's not necessarily the easiest thing to do. <laughs> Honestly, I do think your story has value. And even though you might not know who needs to hear your story, there is a person that needs to hear your story. The other night um, when I was coaching my group, 
one of the girls in the group was sharing about her making this very exciting. She's moving across country for this job and she's so excited about this. Another person's like, you know, you're older than me. And I don't know. I mean, like just hearing that you're doing this makes me look at like and question about why I'm not. And Mm -hmm. if this person had not shared her story about like what she's doing and her and why she's doing it. I mean, like there's another person, I mean, this other person would have heard it. And the same is true out there in the world. Like there are people that need your truths, your story and your help and just showing up. You don't have to focus on helping millions on your first day. I mean, you can definitely do that, but it's a lot easier when you just think like, I just want to help one person today. So I just interviewed somebody today and we were talking about networking and, you know, going to networking events and listeners, I encourage you to pull up Eventbrite and put in whatever topic of interest that you are interested in in Eventbrite and put in your zip code and just see what comes up and make a commitment to go and show up and just go there to observe. And, you know, you may not necessarily have your elevator pitch right away ready, though you might, if you want to, I do invite you to Google an elevator pitch before you go. Feel free. There's lots of content out there. But when you go, just go. And just be open to sharing and being open to listening and um, go with that question in mind, like, who can I help today? And we are experts at helping people. And I would love for more nurses to just put themselves in rooms that don't have other nurses in them and go there with the brain of who can I help today and then just see what happens. And to be clear, who who you can help today is not who can, who can I get to pay me today at the networking group. Sure. I do think that um, that is one thing people make mistakes with going into the networking at first is like, oh, I'm going to get somebody to be a client at this event. And I think that go as opposed to going in there like with an open heart, willing to be like, I'm here to meet. I'm here to make a friend. I'm here to make a connection because how you're going to get those referrals and how you're going to get that uh, get those other people is through being a friend. And um, in case you haven't heard it like a million times already, I'll say it a million and one. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. So, and, you know, business is a relationship business. So if you go to networking events with a hunter mentality, that definitely has a stench that will keep people away. So That is such a good, that is like the best (laughs) example I've ever heard in my life. Like, are you hunting people? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it, it just, it's just not a thing. So definitely go there being open and curious about how you can serve and who you can serve. And um, when you, and then the tr- it's, I can't remember the quote, but, um, or who said it, but when you help and serve enough people, people will conspire ways to work with you and try to figure it out. And I've had that happen before. It's like people literally said, Amelia, I need to figure out a way to work together for us to work together. Or, and p- other people have said, happy, I finally figured out a way for us to work together. Or I need you to come in on this. Pro- I mean, people will, it's, it's just amazing how the law of reciprocity works. Yeah, that's another thing to Google. The law of reciprocity. <laughs> Google that and you'll be happy and amazed. So Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if people wanted to continue this, well, not if, people who do want to continue this conversation with you, how can they learn more about you and hear more about your thoughts on things? How can people keep in touch? 
Sure. So there's a so probably the best way to reach out to me right now is actually on Facebook through my Facebook community. I have a group called the Burnout Ward Community. That's where I share all my tools with my with the people that want to use them for free and basically want to try to do things themselves. And then I also talk about all my offerings, such as groups coming up and opportunities to work with me one on one. Awesome. 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 So Mary, thank you so much again. Thank you. This has just been absolutely fantastic. And this kind of net was conversation was kind of like windy because I think we have like the same mind on a lot of stuff. So this has been great. So, all right, Mary, you have a wonderful evening. I look forward to staying in touch. Yes, ma'am. Take care.